Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Elder Geeks Game Club. This is episode number 42, Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master. Man, that's a mouthful. My name is Steve Wilkinson, and with me, as always, is Phil Summers. Phil, how are you doing this evening? I am good. How about yourself? Good. I'm, I'm good as well. <laughs> Just see. Yeah, I, I am very glad. <laughs> and, of course, with us again is the editor and owner of ElderGeek.com, Mr. Randy Asenchak. Randy, how how's it going? I, one of these days, I actually want to get through the introductions without me giggling before I say hello. One of these days, I'll do it. That's your. That's like your call sign. So. Is, is the Randy giggle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have with us tonight a very special guest for the first time joining us is Saber from the Frag Dolls team. Saber, how are you this evening? I'm great. Thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> We're happy to have you here. Would you like to tell us a little bit about what you do with the Frag Dolls and, and all that? Kind of give us sure. A little yeah, so um, the Frag Dolls, we are a really awesome team of all-girl gamers that are recruited and employed by Ubisoft. Um, so the team has been around for about eight, maybe nine years now, and I've been on the team for uh, one and a half, two. Oh, so you're a new two, member. Two years. Yeah, relatively new. Um, and I am primarily in charge of our cadet Academy, which is where we reach out to um, other women who are interested in gaming, whether it's casual gaming or competitive gaming, or they want to get into the game industry uh, in whatever aspect. And we reach out to them and we say, hey, apply for our program, and they apply, and then every year we take um, 8 to 12 new girls, and we take them to events with us, so they get industry uh, experience and training, and they get to network while they're there, and they get to work with us, and we teach them all about what we do with this, uh, or we do a lot of, like, brand and business development, and content creation, and social media, and marketing, and things that the public doesn't really see that the Fragdolls do, so that's a really exciting program for them, so I'm in charge of that, and I do some content uh, for just YouTube, um, some live streaming, things like that, and then I'm also in charge of our charity stuff, too, so we'll be doing some extra life charity events later on this year to fundraise for that we started doing that last year and it was a lot of fun yeah so. that's awesome i didn't yeah. know uh, yeah. i didn't know you guys did all that stuff yeah we do we do a lot that the public doesn't see usually the public just sees us um going to events and we work the booth at, at the events and we like demo games and stuff but we do a lot of social media we do campaigns we do marketing um and then we have this whole cadet program that i don't think a lot of guys know about because it's geared to girls, um, <laughs> I think there's plenty of guy opportunities in gaming, though. There, there are, <laughs> there are. So we wanted something uh, to give to the women out there who maybe don't know where to go, or they don't have the first idea of of where they can reach out to, or who they can follow for that kind of stuff. So, um, and it's growing, it's evolving. So that's constantly a lot of work. <laughs> so. Why saber? You even have like we can even see them here. Why you got a couple of like gigantic like broadswords on your wall? Why saber? Why the name saber? So I have always loved um, swords. I collect <laughs> some. I collect some, and I like sword fighting. So I did fencing uh, for a while back in high school, and then I started a fencing club when I went to college. Um, so I I like sword play and swords and things like that. So I thought um, something that's kind of a strong name that people will understand when they hear it, like, Saber, oh, sword, and and they'll think maybe strong and powerful, even though I am very small and timid. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was hoping in-game the name would come across and it would intimidate my foes, where I personally cannot, so. That's pretty cool. Yeah, 
My screen yeah. name normally for up for like the longest time has been Sneaky Randy just because I, I love stealth <laughs> games and I hate it when I'm playing first person shooters because when people kill me like repeatedly because I'm not the best first person shooter, I'll, a lot of times get a message, not so sneaky now, are you punk? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> now, Randy, you and Saber met at MAGFest, correct? Yeah, that... that's right. That's right. Okay, cool. Did you have a good time at MAGFest, Saber? Sorry, it wasn't. I know Randy had a good time. I was with him. <laughs> it, was, it was good. It was actually my first time uh, going to Magfest, even though it's like right down the street from where I live. So mm-hmm. finally, I was able to go. I actually didn't see any of the concerts, which is, I think, blasphemous to go to a music and gaming <laughs> and not see any concerts. It's different though because I went to Mag. My first Magfest was when I lived in the area as well. It's a different experience when you stay in the hotel and like you're doing all the overnight concerts and stuff like that, you know. But if you live locally, it's it's almost like a it's almost like a different convention, <laughs> you know. That's how I feel. Yeah, and I was there um, not just as an attendee, but I was trying to do uh, content for Fragdoll. So I was interviewing people, and I kept running around and doing things, and it wasn't as relaxing as <laughs> I had wanted. But um, <laughs> but it was good. It was fun, and it's nice. Um, I think that the location for MAGFest is a little odd, though. Like, I love the the convention center that they have it at. It's big, it's beautiful, it's it's wonderful, but it's so expensive. <laughs> I'm just mm, like, yeah, it does not seem like a good, I don't know, area to have a convention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah before why people where? fall asleep inside the like racing games and stuff. Not even, not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> they don't rent see, out rooms. See, they just, they just crash. Yeah, they just go to sleep in like a dead like outrun someplace or whatever. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, before they had it at um, uh, the Hilton on uh, Seminary in Alexandria, and then just a couple of years ago, they took it down to um, the Harbor, which is a bigger venue, and now it's getting so big that they're even thinking that they might grow outgrow that convention center as well. Okay. And they're they're t- kind of toying with the ideas of like actually doing the the DC convention center downtown or even somewhere else entirely. So, oh wow, yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. The things you learn. Yeah. The things you learn. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, for people out there who might be tuning into the game club for the first time, what we do here on the show is we'll pick a game and then we'll spend a couple weeks playing it, kind of a book club style thing where we'll we'll play it for two weeks and then we get together, we record the po- podcast and uh, share our thoughts on the game. We reach out to the community, see if they'd like to share their thoughts to varying degrees of success. And uh, this time around, we played uh, Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master. And I'm going to let Phil go ahead and give us his history lesson and some fun facts about the game. Phil? I'm sorry. Take like, it away, you Phil. Totally, you totally, like, cut out there, and I was just like, please don't say, take it away, Phil. Please don't say, like, that's what I was thinking at time. And of course, that is what you said. So I did. I did. Some wonderful history about Shinobi. All right, so Shinobi is, like... Like this huge like storied franchise has been around in existence for like 25 years, 30 years, something like that. Uh, so to keep it kind of simple, we're just going to focus on Shinobi 3 uh, for the history. So it's an action game developed by Sega and was released on the Genesis in 1993. It's the direct sequel to 1989's Revenge of Shinobi, which was also for Genesis. I believe a launched game in the U.S. I could be off about that. Uh, the game was originally set to be released in 92, but Sega was unhappy with the result. Uh, they delayed it, retold it, and that's the version that we played today. Um, I didn't know this, but a beta of the original version actually leaked out, and you can obtain that somehow. Um, Through less than would, legal channels? Yes, which I would like to obtain, just to see it. Um, 
And Shinobi 3 has been released on like pretty much everything since then. Uh, it's been part of the Sega Genesis collection for PS2 and PSP. Sonic's Ultimate Genesis collection on PS3 and Xbox. And then the Wii Virtual Console, Steam, and iOS. Question: um, Did it ever yeah. get a? Was it ever an arcade cab? No, Genesis exclusive. Wow. Yeah, I, in fact, the only uh, the last Shinobi that was in the arcade was um, Shadow Dancer, which I'm not even. I mean, it's almost like a spinoff. Yeah, Shinobi. that was when we started. When I was looking at pictures of this, I was like, I remember playing that in the arcade, and you're like, No, dude, you played Shadow Dancer, which was a cool game too. It was an awful yeah, lot like oh, this, it and it had like a you had like a wolf dog with you to, to yeah. like attacked people. It was awesome. It is. That's good. Um, and the, I, I mentioned it to you then, but the the arcade version of Shadow Dancer is actually different than the Genesis version. They're like two do- totally different games, and I actually like the Genesis one a little more. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's it's uh, it's good. Um, so, with the exception of this, like digitized Shinobi X, like kind of like a Mortal Kombat ish, like live action stuff that came out for Sega Saturn. This was the final Shinobi until they rebooted the whole thing in uh, 2002 with the just Shinobi, just that's all it's called, for reboot for uh, PS2. And then uh, that kind of went nowhere. I actually don't and even remember that. No, I remember I really wanted it, uh, and I never got it. But That's a sad story. Yeah. And then Shinobi 3 itself wasn't properly followed up until... 2012's Shinobi again, just called Shinobi. Wow. Uh, in Japan, called 3D for 3DS. That was developed huh. by Kryptonite Games. So it's the first one not developed by Sega. So, and I thought that was actually a pretty sweet game. But should, I'm I, sure. should I give that, the official uh, how to play or or? Yeah, yeah, on? no, that's that is uh, our Shinobi three history. So yeah, Randy, how how to play? <laughs> it's really simple. It's a side-scrolling shooter um, or, or side-scrolling action game. It it, uh, it kind of harkens back to like Super Castlevania four a little bit, but um, I don't know. The, probably the best way to describe it is if you played any of the classic Shinobis. Obviously, you're going to understand it. Uh, Wrath of the Black Manta is very similar in that you can do a ranged attack from far away, but if you're close up, you can do like a melee attack to kind of save on your your projectile ammunition. And uh, you also have, I believe, one ninjutsu move uh, per round where you can kind of whip out this special move. Um, and that's that's really it. It was just kind of a side-scrolling action game, and it, it, uh, it I, I guess you could possibly call it a platformer, but... You know, because there are some heavy platforming segments yeah. in it, but I almost, I almost don't want to use that dirty word because we've been playing so many platformers lately. I would describe it as just an action game. Yeah, I think would be the best, the best term. Yeah. So I, I don't want to go first since I just had a history. So somebody, take this away. Tell me what you thought of Shinobi Three. Uh, it. it was it pretty was awesome. Good. Oh, <laughs> oh! Steve liked it. Yeah, no, no, I enjoyed it. I, I had fun with it. It's definitely tough. Um, I don't think I ever pl- see. And I've told this. I don't know if I've told this story on on this show or other podcasts we've done. But like, I never owned a Genesis or really any Sega console growing up. I lived in a household where it was like you pick what you're gonna, you pick one, and then that's what you're gonna get. So me and my brother picked Super Nintendo, and that's what we had. And uh, my first. Sega console that I owned was a Dreamcast, which I didn't even get until after they had stopped making them. So till last uh, year, yeah, like it was just the other day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
So I never played Shinobi games. I, I don't really have any sort of um, nostalgia for them uh, from, for that reason. Uh, so this was interesting going to the third game, having never played any of the other ones. Um, <laughs> Do you feel but, like you missed out when you started it up? <laughs> I did. I was like, well, well, you know, why is he riding a horse now? I don't understand. Like, what's the backstory? Was the horse always there? Was that like his horse? I, but no. um, sorry, I was stupid. Uh, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> um, no, it, this game was a lot. This game had a certain quality to it that I, I wish more games still had as as an action game, um, which is just being completely ridiculous. This game is completely ridiculous. I mean, every scenario you're in is just over the top. You know, you're you're a nin. You're I don't I can't even. You don't even look like a normal ninja. You're like this crazy like neon ninja. And <laughs> yeah, you're a white ninja with red accents. So you're blending into exactly. like nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like you're like yeah, all time. Like the game describes him as like creeping through the shadows. It's like he's not creeping through any shadows with that outfit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty bright. Yeah. <laughs> and and you're just in these. You're put into these bizarre scenarios where you know one minute you're you're riding a horse and you're jumping and ninjas are coming off of a kite and attacking you and then the next minute you're in like this military base and you're going through there and then the next minute there's like there's these teenage mutant ninja turtle crank things that are just breaking out of things and attacking you yeah. it's just one ridiculous set piece after another and uh none of it makes any sense none of, i mean from what i saw of, of the intro scene none of it made me think, oh yeah, there'll definitely be some brain things popping out at me at some point in this game. <laughs> it just was that kind of... Just, I, it's so fun to play a game like that because that's definitely something that comes from like either the late 80s or the early 90s in, in gaming and, and you just don't see enough of that anymore. I guess it would be really jarring at this point to have that in games because everything's gotten so super serious with action games. It's, you know, Everyone's like... You know, with the like, exception of Double Dragon Neon, dude. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's I'm that's... like Gears of War is not going to do this, right? Right. I, I get what you're saying, <laughs> but I I don't know. I kind of wonder if all that silliness was intentional, or if they just kind of did it because it was cool. You know, there's there's so many media influences in this game. It's not even funny. You can you can tell Aliens was an influence in this. You could tell. Um, I actually wrote down a list. Godzilla for sure, because there's like a Mecha Godzilla boss. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for sure, and um, I don't know about you guys, but in the in the one uh, realm, I swear there was a background that looked like the opening screen of uh, Super Metroid. I might have to like take a screen cap and throw it up as I'm talking about it right now, so other people see it as well. But it's I think it's in the brain, it's in like the brain lab or some crap like that. I don't think Super Metroid existed at this point. Ninety came out three. Came out ninety three. Super Metroid was nine. Super Metroid's 94. Maybe Super Metroid stole it off of them then. Oh my god. Oh. Super Metroid stole nothing off anyone! <laughs> <laughs> Except for aliens. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> but uh, I, I loved it. And, and, and you could you could really tell the, the Ninja Turtle influence on this. Because, I mean, I don't remember in Shinobi 1 or 2 him riding on surfboards. But, I mean, come on. He's riding yeah. on a surfboard. <laughs> That's true. That part's so <laughs> the musical in that part's so good, too. It's yeah. So good. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I had one small criticism, uh, and you actually mentioned this when you were kind of going through the how-to uh, section, Randy, is I didn't like the fact that your ranged and your melee attack were the same button. Especially I, when you have six buttons to pick from, for crying out loud. You yeah, know? yeah. So, I mean, that was a little weird. I wish that it was just 
you, and there were two attack buttons also. It was I was playing it on the PS3 as part of the Sonic Sega collection, oh. and uh, yeah, so there was two buttons mapped to attack and one to jump. So it was kind of like, well, why can't one attack be melee? And but I guess that's just not the game way well, the game was. To, so. I mean, to be fair, this was released probably at a time when maybe this Genesis six button controller was not out. So we're really dealing with a game design with three buttons in mind. Oh, huh. Yeah, that would actually make sense, because then you would have jump, attack, and then special. Yeah, I guess right. so. So, I played it, um, at first, I I have a Harai fight stick, and I was playing it on that, uh, which was kind of intense. Uh, yeah, that's crazy to me. That's that's crazy stuff. Yeah, really? I, no, because when I was playing it, I thought to myself, this would play so much better with, like, a fight stick, or with, a, with an arcade stick. Uh, yeah. the same thing. Yeah? Okay. Uh, yeah. So, I played it on PC, and it was... <laughs> really hard did you did you use like a 360 controller or did you do mouse and keyboard mouse and keyboard or yeah all keyboard and ASC. wow yeah, that, that's hard that's yeah. hard that's rough yeah. <laughs> yeah, <my> hat's <laughs> off to you that's rough <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I did it on the with the fight stick for a while and then i ended up going back and replaying through uh using the regular dual shot controller and i got a bit further after doing that i, I think i got to the fifth or sixth stage i got past the the surfboard part okay and then it was like one stage after that i got through that and that was where i stopped so i was pretty far along but was it a um did you fight the ball so you did the surfboard part and then you're like in this part with like uh, you're outside and there's all these like tubes and pipes yeah did you, beat, did you complete that stage Didn't finish that stage that was the last stage i was on okay okay all right yeah that cool. stage so is hard. Like, I spammed quick save and quick load to get through that one because I played it on PC as well. And without quick save and quick load, I would not have been able to get through that. Yeah, they have that on uh, on the uh, PS3 version as well. You're able to do like save states. Really? Which, yeah, which That's is nice. pretty interesting. Yeah, that was helpful. Saber, what would you think of the game? Um, I I really liked it. There's something about this game, at least what I noticed for like just having the boss battles. Like we talked about colors a little bit earlier. Um, so I'm going to go back to that for, for a second, but the main character is fairly bright. We mentioned he's all in white with red and then, but all of the, the enemies are kind of muted. They're just like, just kind of dark colors. And then the bosses are all bright or they have something that flashes on them. That's very bright. So it was really, I don't know if it was just a psychological thing, but I was so nervous going into boss battles. Like I knew when it was happening, (laughs) I'm like, I don't know the controls well. This is not going to go well. I only have one life. Why? You know, like, oh, it was really intense. And I just don't get that with a lot of boss battles, if there are any, you know, in the games that we play now. Um, So I I just thought that was really interesting to have such bright colors. And maybe it was psychological, but it it worked on me. I never even really thought about that. I was going to say, it's actually a cool thought. I didn't really think about it either. But yeah, yeah. The, like the the final bosses were always really extravagant, with the exception of like the big brain guy with the hand that kind of comes at you. He was probably like the only muted one. But like Mecha Godzilla, he's, huge, but he's yeah. like the size of the screen, you know. <laughs> but yeah, but even like the very first boss that you fight is like a really extravagantly dressed like samurai guy, you know. That's cool. Yeah. Never. Yeah, even I think of I it. only I only got to like the second stage, and I think I got to the boss battle in that one too. But it's the big, it's the one right after the horse. And uh, you're in that like military compound type thing, and there's this whole big awful thing that I, I hated playing because it was so <laughs> hard. But it was like you're on an elevator, and you had to like jump. Yep. And something that is part was hard. Super hard for me in this game. Yeah, it took me forever. So I finally got past that, and I got to the 
the boss, and it was some almost brain-looking thing that would just fly around. And mm -hmm. if you hit him right, it would, like, warp the entire background. Oh, I hated so, that. Like, all these color changes, and, like, your your controls are messed up, so if you go right, you, you the guy runs left, and I'm like, what's <laughs> going on? <laughs> it was so hard. I still haven't beaten him. No, that guy's hard, and, and it took me definitely a couple of tries to get through him as well. It, that, that screwing up controls. I can't think of a game that really did that before this one. Now, like, kind of thinking back, like... Like metal throw the reverse the control on yeah, you. Yeah, like reverse the control on you kind of thing. I mean, that's a pretty clever tactic, but I can't I can't recall I any it, other game doing that. It reminded me like I you were just about to say it and you didn't get it out, but Metal Gear yeah. was obviously the or Metal Gear Solid reminded me of that with like screwing with your controls and stuff. Yeah. Um, even though that came later obviously, but it must have played a slight influence on Hideo. <laughs> yeah, perhaps he does love ninjas so he does he, he loves ninjas <laughs> <laughs> so phil you want to chime in at all with any uh sure uh i am probably gonna like gush about this game so like here i go <laughs> this okay my shinobi experience like steve didn't have a genesis growing up um i played enough of it but never played shinobi um i got myself a genesis a couple years ago and I was like, well, everybody loves Shinobi. Why don't I try and get into the Shinobi series? So I had come across this at like a local game shop, and I bought it, and I loved it. I, like, I thought it was great, and I played. I actually like played a lot of it. Like, I acquired a lot of Genesis games uh, when I bought my Sega, <laughs> and a lot of them were just like, you know, I put them in and played them for a few minutes, took them out, and I was, you know, that was it. I didn't play it again. Uh, but I kept coming back to Shinobi, and I really liked it. Um, so I would like to declare this maybe. The best Genesis action game like ever ever created. Like, wow! I love it. Like, I think it's so, I think it's awesome. Like, even more than that, uh, the Castlevania one. The um, I don't know what it was called. Yeah, Bloodlines is really awesome too. Castlevania Bloodlines, but uh, yeah, this is better. Wow! <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's. I mean, it's like I love it. Like, even playing it for Game Club, um, I had already beaten it previously when I played it um, on Sega. Um. So, What's the final boss? Because I, I don't think either of the rest of us have seen it. And people watching the nope. video are not going to be seeing it either. <laughs> the final boss is really hard, and I actually can't beat him without sort of kind of cheating. So he's just like this alien guy. He's about the size you are, and, and he's just shooting lasers and shit all over the place and jumping around the room, and it's crazy. And like you said, the color there's like all these crazy psychedelic colors happening in the background, and it's, it's nuts. The only way I can beat him is... I had gotten like good enough at the game to where I can get to him with like nine lives, and then one of your magic abilities in the game is you kind of commit suicide, and then you respawn with full health. So huh. oh. once you have like acquired nine dudes, you know, like you're basically unstoppable once you get to that point because you can just keep respawning. That's a really times. cool superpower, actually, for yeah. an action game. That's really awesome. Yeah, it's, it is cool because it's kind of one of those things where, you know, if you're in a pinch and you're about to, you know, beat some boss and you're going to die and you really want to win, you're just like, okay, I'm going to sacrifice this one guy I have to, because you're going to die anyway, you know? Yeah. So if you just sacrifice the guy, you'll win and you'll move on. So, and then like what happens is when you, when you come back, it restores that ninja magic. So you can just keep repeating the cycle, you know what I mean? Okay, so that's, that's the only way I can defeat the final boss that's pretty awesome though i don't i don't count that as cheating i think that's nah. that's like actually playing the game <laughs> that's a legit you, tactic yeah 
Yeah, dude, you were good enough at the game to get to the final boss with nine lives. Come, on, I was spamming quick save and quick load, and I, I was like, I was like skimming on like the final third of my health with zero guys yeah. left. You know, you, you know, I'll admit, um, you know, I haven't played it in like a few years now. So when I jumped back into it, um, I played it. I think Sunday night. I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna tear through this real quick, and I like got whooped all over again. I was like, okay, this is actually hard again. <laughs> like, I, I do forget this. And so it took me like three playthroughs to actually get to that point, um, but yeah, it's I, I I love it. Like like you guys were saying, I love just how how crazy everything is. Like you were saying, Steve. Like one moment you're riding on a horse, the next thing you're surfing on like this board, and you're fighting these crazy bosses, and then you're fighting this Mega Godzilla, um, and then yeah, you're just all over the place. And I think another thing I really like about it too is. You know, you guys were saying you wish there was another button for, you know, the melee the versus range. melee attacks. And sometimes mm -hmm. I did find like, oh man, wh why did he just do that melee attack? And it, I did find that like kind of annoying. But at the same time, like I really admire just that, um, you know, basically those two button controls and like the amount of stuff you can do with those two buttons. So like I don't know if you guys knew this, but if you actually hold in the uh, attack button, he'll defend, and you can block all sorts of stuff when you oh. defend. If, Dude, if, that's if guys, awesome. Yeah, if bad guys are shooting bullets at you, you defend, and oh. so usually what I would do is like, what I would. If you hold down the attack, attack button, if you hold down the attack, and you can like, and when you're holding it in, you can walk back and forth real slow while you're holding it. So like, Dude, that's you can, awesome. I, mean, I guess you guys, I guess you guys know you can dash too, right? I hope. Yeah, yeah, I figured oh, out okay. you can dash. If you, if you double click, <laughs> it's. Play the game again when we're done. Now that you know Dash and with a controller, and it'll be like it'll blow your mind. It'll be like a whole new experience. So, <laughs> like usually, what I'll do is I'll be dashing. Like I'm dashing nonstop, and you know if there's a guy standing there, I'll I'll throw the ninja star and I'll go right into defense because usually either I'm going to kill him or he's going to shoot at me. So, and then another thing I don't know if you guys knew, like you can jump and if you press down an attack, he does like a jump kick. Like a, yeah. I that actually that comes in really helpful when you're up against like the military yeah. guys because you got to jump up over their bullets as opposed to like ducking underneath their shurikens. Yeah. Right, and it's like the guys that are they they show up in the second stage are standing there with the shield, mm -hmm. and if you just drop kick them, you can basically just keep repeating it until mm -hmm. they drop their shield, and then you will get the hit. Um, so I love just kind of like the amount of moves that you can do with just like these two buttons. And then the other thing is, which sometimes pisses me off, but at the same time, like I respect the shit out of it, is that double jump. The double jump and like the timing. The timing. I have a, yes. I have a like, note about the double jump on my list here. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so for anyone that hasn't played, the double jump is, you know, you don't just hit jump and then jump again and he jumps. It's it's like not that easy. So you have to hit it like right at the height of the jump. Even if like the way the jump works is it's one of those ones where you hold in the button, the longer you hold it, the higher he goes. So say you tap it, you still have to hit that double jump again right when he hits the height of even like a little jump. It's, it's like, like ju just as he's about to start falling again, you have to hit it, and then yeah. you do it again. It, and then and that's kind of, uh, I mean, it's essential to do that on that, that big brain boss with the hand that comes down and everything. Yep. Yep. And, oh, man, that jump is hard. Freaking insane. The worst part about that jump is, like, if you hit the button at the wrong time, like, say you hit it too early, uh, you ruined your chances of doing that double jump through the entire jump. So you're, you're, oh, yeah. you're screwed. You're just doing your one dinky little jump, and you get shot in the <laughs> chest. And, and I wish you guys were able to experience it 
um, right after the Godzilla, Randy, yeah. there's a stage where you're falling. It's actually really cool looking. You're, like, it's oh. just one of those things where you don't know why the hell you're falling. There's just like mountains <laughs> and, you're, and you're on rocks and you are falling. And it's like double jump city on like tiny little platforms that are just slowly crawling. And, you know, there's bad guys flying in from left and right. And, oh, oh man, I did that one like Tuesday night. And I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Like I game over. <laughs> I game over that night on that stage. Like that was, oh, my God. My wife was like, what are you getting mad at down there? I was like, nothing. I'm not getting mad. <laughs> um, and then the other thing with Double Jump 2 that I love about it, which makes it so hard that you shouldn't love about it, but it's just like, it's just crazy they thought about this shit. Um, so you can grab on to things with your regular jump. You jump and you hang onto a pipe and you, know, you can climb it and do whatever you need to do. You cannot use your Double Jump to grab onto objects or jump off of a wall. Like, you can't do that. It cancels it out. So, yeah, because you're spinning. Right, you're spin exactly. It's neat. Like, yeah, you're not grabbing anything if there's, you're spinning. There's you know? a crazy like, logic behind it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like he's, and then the thing is, when he's out of his spin, he can grab things. Yeah. But you know that makes. But usually, by the time he's finished his spin, you're not like you're not grabbing anything. Yeah. So, yeah, I just love all the like real subtle mechanics like in this game and just. The pacing of like the crazy ass stages and yeah, I, I just think it's awesome. The only stage I kind of don't like, which you guys didn't make it to, is right after the falling stage, which is so hard. There's this that whole stage is called traps, and like it, it is truly traps. It is beyond hard. The stage after that's kind of like a like a maze. Like you remember in the original Super Mario, like you get to those Bowser castles where you're you're kind of running and finding like that right path, and it'll yeah. keep looping. It's almost a kind of similar thing like that. Like you're going through doors and it's like you take the wrong door, you go back to the beginning or they put you in some weird ass room. Ugh. So you have to like, it's hard. That's hard. Uh, With even less darts and less health to, to go through it all again. Yeah, that sounds rough, man. Yeah, that, that stage is brutal. That stage, I would say, is not fun. That's the only not <laughs> fun stage of the game. <laughs> other than that, I love it. This game, like to me, it's like, I guess Sega knows it's awesome. They know it's a classic because it's been released like 400 times. Uh, but I never really hear anybody talking about it. Like, yeah. when people talk about Genesis, I never hear anybody say, oh, Shinobi 3 is badass. You need to play. It's usually like Gunstar Heroes and Sonic and stuff like that. I feel like Shinobi's never brought up, and it deserves it. Because it's awesome. I think I think you know Ninja Gaiden definitely kind of overshadowed it, and those two were always like the competing ninja games, you know, back in the day. Um, yep. It's just kind of funny that that Ninja Gaiden kind of overtook it, you know. I, I, that was even like the the Genesis versus Nintendo kind of race right there, or the or the Snake Eyes versus uh, whatever the you know Cobra Ninja named was. <laughs> Can't remember his name. What was his name? Storm Shadow. That yeah. Sounds right. Oosh, yeah. Yes. Um, I, I, there was a, there was I got to I got to admit there were some things about the game that I didn't like. I had a, I had a blast playing it. I loved the music. I loved the the game was so nineties. It was it was a little bit embarrassing. Like when you killed when you <laughs> killed dudes, they blew up. I love that they exploded. Like, there, there's something very nineties about that. Um, but uh, there was some things about it that I that I I couldn't stand. Or it's I guess it's just bad gaming habits we've kind of grown out of. Um, one, I thought the proportion of the guy was just a little bit big on the screen. I know it sounds like something stupid, but like he's he's a really big character on the screen. He is big. And, and when you're moving vertically up and down quite a bit, that camera doesn't 
do a great job of keeping up with you. And you can shift it if you hold in down and down and up long enough. Really? Okay, but that's it's, that's good but to it's know. Still, it's still, it doesn't solve every problem. There's still a couple of blind jumps. Yeah, and that's that actually kind of leads me to one of my other minor issues with the game. And and again, this is minor. It, it's that old, it's that old mentality that when you were playing like side-scrolling games of. Is this an endless pit? Endless pit, or is there a platform down there? And there's no way to tell in some of these these stages. Um, and there's there's one where you have to like blow up the platforms with bombs, so you can kind of work your way around the maze to go through the platform that you just blew up. And there were times when you were just like, yeah, do I go down here or not? And and yeah. and I was I was thankful that I actually had the quick save and the quick load because I was just kind of experimenting and jumping into holes and then kind of just quick loading right back out of the hole. If that were if this were quarters based. I'd be furious. <laughs> um, you know, I think that's really about it, though. Like that, the rest of it, I kind of, I really loved. Oh, I remember the other, the other minor beef that I had with it. I, I hated when games did this, and some games actually still do it. When you hit a boss in that specific target area, the boss becomes invulnerable for a little bit. Yep. Mm. Just let me keep hitting it there. If, I, if I've got the skill nope. to hit him in the eye, in that tiny little eye, let that you know, next I'm, hit. I'm you glad know, you count. brought that up because I thought about that too. Playing it this time, like especially when you're fighting that giant guy with the claw. Yeah, yeah, he's like, the worst one out wanna, of all of them. You just want to spam the shit out of him, and I like that the game doesn't allow you to spam him. It's like no, no, you can't just. <laughs> Mega Godzilla can't be hit in the head twice. Him, because there's bosses. Let, let's go back to Ninja Gaiden for a second. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of bosses in Ninja Gaiden where you, I have full health. I just run straight up to them and I just duck and I stab them in the balls like 500 times <laughs> and I take the damage and I win. You know what I mean? Because I'm just spamming the attack and then I win. So you can't do that here. And I like that. Like They're saying, okay, you have your one little opportunity and you take it and now you need to dodge 500 attacks. And now you need to get good at fighting this boss. You know? Yeah, I could see that, but it still didn't stop it from being annoying for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's fair. I just... I, I, I kind of just, I, I guess I like that, you know, what they were trying to do there. Yeah. I, I actually came into this game uh, just off of coming uh, off of playing Wrath of the Black Manta, which is the old NES game that Phil and I kind of both mutually have our, our stories about. But I was doing that for the 25 game series, and it's funny how much Wrath of the Black Manta was just a blatant ripoff of Shinobi mm. and, and a bad job at that as well. Yeah. Um, which actually kind of reminded me, the original Shinobi, you actually had Ninja Star phase uh, stages. I don't remember there being one in this one. Or the, I don't think no, there they, is one. No, they cut those out. Yeah, that's a shame. I like those. You would you would stand it, in first person point of view and and throw like was it like a mini game. Yeah, mm -hmm. like a, a stage mini game. Like you'd be going up an elevator or you'd be breaking into a bar, and before you can actually progress into the bar and fight everybody else, like guys would be popping up behind tables, and you'd have to like throw ninja stars at them before they shoot you. So it was kind of like a pretty cool little little sidetrack minigame thing. They brought that back for the uh, 3DS one. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. But that's it. I really have nothing else to say about it. I thought the soundtrack was really cool. I loved the... I actually loved the graphics in it. Um, yeah, those those minor complaints are it. I think, I think it's a really cool game, and I think... I, I got it on Steam for like three bucks or something yeah. like that, which which is well worth it. If I was if I was throwing quarters into a machine, I would have easily spent ten bucks on quarters. <laughs> so, <laughs> Saber, was there anything uh, you didn't like about the game? Any kind of you know? No, the the only downside was just playing on a keyboard. And first <laughs> yeah. off, I had to figure out the controls. Like I didn't even look 
for an options or a controls <laughs> menu or anything. So I was like, well, I assume arrows work. Okay, those do. Now, and I just pressed every button on my keyboard until I figured out, <laughs> oh, that's super power up. Okay, <clears throat> now what do I do? So I never quite figured out the uh, the special moves. I would do it every once in a while, and I think that the he like summons lightning down. Yeah, and it, he, him, and it makes it, him invulner- yeah, it invulnerable for a little okay. bit. Yeah, that's what I that's what I thought. But so before you even enter the game, it kind of shows you um, levels that someone else has played, and it's just like it just kind of goes and shows you things. So I would just watch it and see, okay, what kind of things can I expect? And he does, like, the super power-up move where he has, like, columns of fire that come out of the ground. Yeah. Yes! I love that one. Could never do that. That would have been awesome. But <laughs> if you, uh, that if you pause it, if you pause the game, it, it's kind of, it doesn't really tell you that you can do it. But when you hit yeah. start or whatever it is on the keyboard, um, you can, that's how you scroll through what to use. There's, like, that little icon. And the icon changes. So you, if you see the one with the fire, that's how you can start shooting the fire. It's out. pretty buried. I, I, it took yeah, me a while before I realized I could change it. And even when mm-hmm. you map it, I actually mapped my 360 controller as closely as I could to a Genesis controller. Even then, the jump button is far on the right, which made it like my right trigger or something like that. And my attack was like A or something awkward. I was still hitting the the you know the special power by accident way too often. Oh. Uh. Wait, in fact, people are probably going to be watching this and be like, why did he just do that? He just started the phase. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> I meant to jump, and I, and I ended up doing this, my one special power for the whole level. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, I guess the, the consensus is if there, there's no reason not to check this game out, and there's a million different places you can get it. Uh, so I would probably avoid the iOS version. I couldn't imagine playing it with uh, virtual virtual joystick yeah yeah that'd be a little weird but uh i'm really probably only a dollar though it's probably yeah pretty cheap (laughs) Um, but the the sonic ultimate genesis collection that's out right now for the 360 and ps3 is a great deal i mean i think it's a bargain title now i think you can get it for brand new for like 20 bucks oh wow and uh it's got i don't even know how many games on there like i had the boxes over there but i'm not gonna pick it up at least 30 some games right phil about yeah there's a lot yeah i would say probably that about that number. Including, uh, I think Shinobi 2 is on there as well. Is it? I think so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so if you're watching this, you're listening to us, uh, you should definitely pick that up. And if you're like me and you didn't get to enjoy the Genesis back when it was out, <laughs> it's a good chance to, to relive it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I lo- like I said, I love the crap out of it, and none of it is like nostalgia talking. It's just, I think it's awesome. Yeah, it is a really cool game, and, and my only nostalgia for it was playing, I guess, Shinobi 1 and 2 on the old uh, arcade cabs, you know, and that's that's it. I haven't, I haven't seen a Shinobi, a Shinobi cabinet in a long time. Now, who did the music for this game, Phil? Do you know offhand? Uh, I mean, if you don't, don't worry. I don't know offhand, but it's not. Um, Yuzo did Revenge of Shinobi, the one before yeah. this on Genesis. Uh, but I actually like this music. I actually like the soundtrack to this one better than Revenge of Shinobi. It's pretty good. The, the music during the, which I'm going to put in the audio version, I'm going to put the opening music will be the, the surfboard. Oh, it's music. so good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I never got to that level, so now I kind of want to hear it. it to- you know what, it's dude? Good. It totally looks like they took just the Ninja Turtle surf levels and then just pulled off Michelangelo and stuck, you know, <laughs> the ninja from Shinobi on there. What What's the ninja's name? Does from he have Shinobi? a name? Joe. Joe Musashi. <laughs> Joe Musashi? His name is Joe? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really his name. <laughs> Joe Musashi versus Ryu Hayabusa. So, Joe. Awesome. 
That explains <laughs> that then. Why Joe that explains never... why he's wearing white, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is funny that uh, back to what Saber said about the the characters being muted, especially on that first stage when you're in the forest. All the ninjas that you're fighting are all wearing green, and they like blend into the environment. They're Perfectly. better ninjas than Joe is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joe is a horrible ninja. <laughs> he just has more darts, apparently, and he doesn't explode when he gets hit. He, he, he doesn't just... give a shit. He just goes... <laughs> <laughs> he's just out there, and he's like, "Whatever, this is what I wore." And, and throw some stars at you. I did. I did. You know, one final thing for his melee attack. I wish he did have like a longer sword because all he has is like those little knives kind of thing. He pulls it out right from some of his special moves, which That's... weirded me out. I'm yeah, like, if you're happen? running, he'll do it. So why couldn't he do it like for some of the more normal ones? And if you have the if you have the pal. When you throw like the really good darts, that's when he uses the sword up close. Oh, really? Uh, oh. It's just like a power up thing. Not a, a... Yeah, you have to earn. You have to earn your sword. You gotta earn it. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, if you get hit, you lose it. Let, well, let me ask one final question: When you have a power up and you get hit, do you lose life? Because I noticed sometimes I was getting hit and I wasn't losing life. Like, was it because yeah. I had a power up, or was it just because the game just didn't care about making me lose life? I'm, you know, I'm not clear on that myself because. I think maybe if you bump into a bad guy, not necessarily get attacked by them, yeah. you might not lose damage. I was trying to figure that out. I wasn't really clear on it either. Because, yeah, sometimes I was getting hit and I was like, I still got the pal. Yeah. That yeah. always bugged me about classic games too. Like, why when bad guys bumped into me, why does it hurt me? Why don't they die too? Right. Yeah, I yeah, know. <laughs> I'm Super Mario, darn it. Yeah. I'm Super. <laughs> well, then you would never die. <laughs> that's true but still like maybe you could just become little yeah, sure, mario yeah. and and they would be dead but still little joe little joe, little joe. <laughs> you just you just walk right into the castle walk up to bowser and walk into him and then the credits would roll chest. yeah give him a chest <laughs> just bump him <laughs> that's joe. it end of game <sighs> all right well so, i'm glad everybody liked it i was yeah. i'm sorry um i i was expecting like people to be like this was hard and it sucked and i was really like hmm but no, I'm glad you guys liked it. No, dude, this came out of the peak when ninjas were cool. So this is this is like the they're still cool. N yeah, ninjas are still cool. But <laughs> seriously, back in the 80s and 90s, there was just something that ninjas were like everywhere, and they they blew That's up, true. and they were like everything. Mm -hmm. Now There's you don't a, see as many ninjas. You don't. There's a huge void right now, I think, in like ninja fiction. I mean, because you've got like all the, you know, you've got tons of zombie stuff, and then you've got yeah. all like the you've got Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, Game of Thrones kind of stuff. There's not really any room right now for ninja stuff. There's, it needs to have like a revival. I was actually thinking about that. The only like the, probably the closest thing to a ninja besides like Ninja Gaiden is actually you know the Assassin's Creed series. Like it's close. Think, yeah. Think about it. He runs around on rooftops. He throws darts. Has smoke bombs. Martial arts. Blends and stuff. in. Blends in. There are I ninja. Mean, there are ninja assassins. He pretty much is a ninja, just not called a ninja, or you know they are. He's probably the closest thing that we have to a ninja in most modern games. AMC needs to do like a TV series about a ninja, and then it all <laughs> like a modern ninja, not like not like uh, Chris Farley, Beverly Hills Ninja. I mean, like like, like a, a real, a real ninja. like a series. In the city, story of, is he in the yeah. city? He could be in the city. I mean, why, where else would he? If he's like out in the rural area, yeah, 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 I guess he's a, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that would be a good show. Like he moves out, he doesn't want to be ninja anymore, so he moves out to a small town, and yeah, uh, he like he works at like a diner, <laughs> and then he does ninja shit at night. And, uh, Sounds like an FX series more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I, we might be getting into like TNT uh, yeah. area here. 
sorry. But I, no. I like what you're saying, though. I was I was looking through. Oh, you know what was actually a really good ninja game was actually Mark of the Ninja, which I I've been. Ki- that. That's true. I've been trying to get us to do that one on Game Club for a while. That's an awesome ninja game. We should. We should do it. I hadn't played it. I would like to play it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm about halfway through it. It's been sitting in my backlog now. I gotta get back to it. So yeah, that would be a good one at some point. Oh, that oh, that means you're never getting back to that. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> the backlog, man. Once it's I've in the doing backlog. I've backlog lately. I've been, been getting in there. <laughs> no, man. Once it's in there, it ain't coming back. Like, I'm never finishing Dead Space 2. I know that. Oh, you know you know what uh, You know what? instantly got backlogged for me? I know we're way off track, but I picked up Nino Kuni the other day. Oh, me too. Did you? I, I, this is sad. I was I actually joked about this. I'm too busy playing video games to play the video games that I want to play. <laughs> you can see the I'm shiny the Wrap on it. <laughs> yeah, the, seriously, yeah, that... the, the wrap is still on it. Yep. Uh, yep. Oh, it's not even been opened. No, no. Oh, you're gonna get hit <laughs> with the uh, with the patch when you finally play it. I don't know. Is there a patch? There's always every time I put a new PS3 game in, I get the damn There's patch. an install. You have to. I think it's got a mandatory install. I'm okay with that. I can play on my PC in the meantime. <laughs> but Saber, you were gonna play Nino Kuni too. Yeah. So I actually did start it. Did um, you? And then I just I had to give up pretty much every other game to focus. On competitive gaming, so that's oh, why I'm just like I'm just playing our one team game for right now, just because we're trying to get into um, a big tournament at the end of March. Oh man, so, what's uh, what's the game you're playing? Shoot Mania Storm, which is um, a Ubisoft title uh, developed by Nadio. I think that's how you say it. I always mispronounce. <laughs> we so, we Nadia. always mispronounce everything. You're <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, but it's it's really fun. It's PC uh, first person shooter, very fast paced. Um, similar to games like Quake 2, Quake, uh, Quake 3, a little bit, Unreal Tournament, um, so very fast-paced, but very streamlined, kind of futuristic, so they're lasers, not bullets, um, things like that, and it's just a lot of fun, but I, this is my first competitive game, so I've, I didn't realize how much time it took to really go up against some of the pro players like all these old counter-strike players are now switching over to this game and it's just unreal how good and and accurate they are with their shots it's incredible yeah i couldn't (laughs) i couldn't ever be a competitive gamer just for that reason i want to play too many other games you know i i i you know what i mean like i want to play every single game i possibly can so to focus on just one and become the master on that would like i don't know it's one of the i respect the hell out of it though oh totally totally yeah, no, it's it's definitely hard, and I like all sorts of genres too. So like, I'm gonna get um, StarCraft Two, um, the the new one. I'm like mind blanking what it is. Oh, Heart of the Swarm. I love mm-hmm. Zerg. I, that's, uh. That I would mind blank on that, but I'm gonna get that because I love RTSs. Um, and then like, there's Bioshock Infinite coming out, which I'm super excited about. Like, there's just so many good games, and I'm just like, I have to play Shoot Mania. I just have to, and I love the game, <laughs> but it's. It's hard to like try and divvy up your time, so Whew. we'll see. <laughs> it's, impo- it's impossible to play it all. You just can't. You can't play everything. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Sad. <sighs> so where is the? Uh, you said it's at the end of March. Do you have to travel to go for this tournament, or is it? Or is it going to be local for you? Or it's um, going to be in Las Vegas. It's the IGN Pro League, or they call it IPL Six. I guess it's the sixth tournament. Six yeah. They've done. Um, but I think it's going to have a bunch of games there, like Shoot Mania is there on the circuit, but there might also be StarCraft, there might be um, League of Legends, some of the big, really popular esports games will, I think, be there. 
Um, but I'm not entirely sure. So don't quote me on that. But I know Shoot Mania will be there. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. So Las Vegas, which is exciting. It's a big city if you guys have ever been there. Lots of lights. Big boss battles everywhere. That's all I'm going to think when I go there now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never been to Vegas. Phil, on the other hand, he's like an FPS pro. He He's a no-scoping genius. Really? <laughs> Yeah, no. I'm a, get out of here. I say something stupid like that every week, and you're always like, "What me?" Hey, <laughs> I can win like Shinobi. I'm a good 2D. I'm good at 2D. Dude, games. you are you are probably like the best 2D player I've uh, you know I've ever seen. Because we we while actually we were just at Magfest, he was like, "Oh look, Mega Man two and like burned through <laughs> Doctor Wily, you know, stage one and like like that. Meanwhile, I was like getting slaughtered. I have a question really quickly, sorry, about, about MAGFest. So they had this whole big room for arcade games. Yeah. And do they wipe all of the, the scores before they bring them in there? And then is it just like kind of an unspoken like competition to like get the highest score on some games? I think like, it depends. Back and check I think it depends on the cabinet and the actual owner. Okay. Um, I, cause like they're all donated, like to be brought in. So like each, each individual cabinet is actually owned by somebody and brought in. Sometimes a collection of them will come from like a large collector as well, but, uh, it probably depends on the game and how often they actually power it up. Um, cause gotcha. Phil, you actually have a cab. Like how long do the scores stay on? Like after you power it down, like, or is there a time after you, you take power off of it? That uh, the, well, the... I mean the only actual like PCB board I have, yeah. um, that's a good question. I feel like when you unhook it from the harness, like that's, I mean, it's gone. I think like maybe the moment it's dead. Yeah, I think like that's it. Yeah, I think. In fact, I remember question. that even being a thing when we were kids. Like people who were getting mad at the high scores and they would like lean back and unplug the machine to like be <laughs> be that jerk bag. <laughs> you know, so so I guess that answers your question. They were probably all fresh by the time you got to, to MAGFest. Why? Did you did you like kick ass on something? And, and No, like, you know what? I, I didn't even play any of them, which is awful. Oh. I'm a terrible gamer sometimes. I just go places and I don't know. Actually, <laughs> um, but I, there, I had a friend who was there and, and he was like, I finally got the top score on one of these games, and he would go back and check it periodically to see if someone <laughs> had beaten his score, because then he would wow. have to play and beat that one. So I was just wondering, like, maybe is that like a culture thing at MAGFest only, or, or maybe in, at parties like that, um, or conferences like that, where they have arcade games that they bring in. I was just curious if you guys knew something that maybe I, I didn't. Um, I, I mean, there might be people doing I mean, if he's doing it, there's got to be other people that are doing it. Yeah. 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 Hey, I scored high score on Donkey Kong Jr. for like 20 minutes or something like that. Uh, nice. Yeah. Hey, I was happy about that. I got the highest uh, I've ever gotten on that game while I was there this year. I had yeah, the lowest score. I had the lowest score on Drum Master. I, uh... <laughs> you missed you missed even the first one. Yeah, absolutely made, the worst. They made a special sl- a slot for you. It's like you are officially the worst player. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. It was all in Japanese, and I picked a really hard song. And my I was playing it with my daughter, and she's like. What did you do? Why did you pick that one? I'm like, I, I don't know. I <laughs> Daddy doesn't one. speak Japanese, honey. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, what, oh, we just hit the drum. It can't be that hard. And then it's like all it, it looked like Morse code, like like across the screen. <laughs> Screw this. <laughs> we waited like, like 20 minutes. She's yeah, like, I was gonna uh, say of the three times I've gone to Magfest, like I always walk by it and really want to play it, and I never I never do because the line's always there. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I actually we, have the home version, but it's not like. I have it for PS2, and the drum is like, yeah, yeah, tiny. It's not this big, you know. Yeah, yeah. We we waited for a good like 15 minutes or so, to, to which isn't. I mean, doesn't sound that bad when you say it, but when you're there and you want to do other things, and oh, 
It, it, it there was um, they actually had a dragon's lair there. They had dragon's lair two. They never had. I don't. I don't think they've ever had that there. And I was like, holy shit, they have dragon's lair. So I'm waiting. And this guy was just like hogging the shit out of it. And yeah, like it was probably 15 minutes. I was like, you know, I I gotta go. I gotta bail. That was a very hard decision to make. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But I hope that answers your question. I hope we didn't go off on too much of a tangent there. No, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Well, so what are we doing next time? Uh, sign Mora. Yes. Yeah, I'm not- sign Mora. Cinemora? Shinemora? I don't know. It's spelled S-I-N-E-M-O-R-A. It's a, it's a shooter. It's a shooter. It's a shmup. It's game. a bullet hell shmup. And it's uh, from Grasshopper Manufacture. It's a new one. Suda51. Pedigree, mm-hmm. so that should be uh, like a lot of fun. Expect crazy head trip stuff to be going on in there. Yeah, ex- expect you me to out. get really frustrated. Halfway through the game, you find out you are the bullets, and then you're <laughs> <laughs> bullet hell takes on a whole new meaning. Yeah. yeah, so that's Simor. So if you guys, if anyone listening has played it or wants to play it, do it and leave some comments and. Yeah, it's it's on everything, right? It's on PS3, Xbox, it's on Vita, yeah. it's on PC, uh, and it's constantly going on sale. So if you happen yeah. in the next couple of weeks to see it, you know, go on sale somewhere or check it out. Send us an email at uh, eldergeekgameclub at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, head over to eldergeek.com. You can do that. Uh, and... If you're on our YouTube channel right now, be sure to hit the subscribe button. That or just be... leave a comment below about Sinamora. Yeah, we will get all the comments in the YouTube uh, videos. And some of them, you know, break our hearts, but some of them are pretty nice, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, you people with the nice comments, thank you. <laughs> and actually, before we hop off, I don't know if I said this already, but if you click on Phil's head, you'll actually go to Shamoozle, which is uh, Phil's cartoon site. And if you click on Saber's head, you will be going to the Fragdolls site where you can learn all about what the Fragdolls do and, and their YouTube channel as well. So uh, do that. And all the way up on top, I don't want to point up too high cow horns. If you put all the way up on top on the uh, Game Club logo, you'll be able to subscribe directly to uh, eldergeek.com as well. So check it out. Yes, so many things for you to do. So many. Look, do them all. Click all the buttons. <laughs> all of them. My head. Does anything happen, or does it just go? No, nothing feet? happens when you click my head or your head, Steve. <laughs> we we need to like make our own YouTube channels. Towing, towing the company line here. YouTube.com/slash Steve <laughs> Steve Sad Face. Yeah. Uh, and if, if you're listening to us on a uh, uh, a audio device and you somehow stumbled upon us through iTunes or Zune or Stitcher Radio, uh. Leave us some feedback. Some stars would be great. Maybe a comment or two, you know. Uh, all the stars. It, leave us all the stars, please. Like, like <laughs> New Super Mario Brothers 2, all the stars. <laughs> we would really appreciate it. And, um, yeah. So that about does it, I guess, for this episode. Hey, Saber. before we leave. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. You cut me off. <laughs> Go ahead. I, was gonna, I know. I'm sorry. Well, I just wanted to say uh, rest in peace, one up, man. Yeah. End of, end of an era. End of an era. Like, I, you know, I feel like I'm doing like a eulogy here. But one up, like, at the beginning of this gen, I felt like they were so ahead of the curve. And, you know, with the one up show and one up yours, like show. the podcast, like, the one up show, seriously, so far ahead of its time. Like, I don't even think YouTube, if YouTube did exist, it was like not what it was. And, like, internet shows didn't really, like, exist. And I think, like, 
because of that, you know, there was they probably weren't able to like monetize that show and it was never able to be what it could have been and it really sucks, but at the same time it's like they were the guys really going out there and making like shows like this. Um and then, you know, what up yours with think about what that show had like spawned with like video game podcasts and Oh, totally. Like, like the what you've been playing and all that kind of stuff and even just like EGM at that point in time I just felt like they were essential for a few years and then you know once the whole Ziff thing happened and all those a lot of those guys got laid off and EGM went away um, you know the site went through some pretty tough times but I think you know Jeremy Parrish who I I really respect as as a game writer like you know he's been doing it for maybe a year and a half or so. I think he really turned it around and turned it into like a cool, like more of a niche thing, like more feature focused and less keeping up with all the news and stuff. And I, you know, I think it really worked out well. Um, you know, maybe it wasn't bringing in the same sort of traffic, but you know, it was a cool, interesting site, and it's just just sucks to see one up go. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, hey, it it always sucks when you hear about people losing their jobs and stuff. So hopefully they all land on their feet and uh, yeah. go on to bigger, better things at other other uh, outlets. Yeah. Yep. Saber, well, thanks for joining us. This is yeah. this has been great. You're welcome back whenever you'd like. Oh my gosh, I'd love to return. This is so much fun. Thank cool. you guys. <laughs> Next time pick you you pick the game. I felt bad when we were we were when we were like you're playing Shinobi. Oh no, it's fine. <laughs> it's it's good. It took me out of my element a little bit. Um but it's but it's nice. I, I totally don't mind playing games. I mean do you guys for for this game club? Do you guys only do video games? Do you branch out to tabletop games? Anything like that? Steve would love to branch it out to tabletop yeah, games. He actually toyed with that idea before. Yeah. I I personally have never played a tabletop game before <gasps> in my entire life, and it's not because I didn't want to. I just never knew anybody to play a tabletop game with. So yeah. Well, when you guys decide to do a tabletop game, you let me know. Oh sweet! That's my background is in tabletop oh, gaming. Like, that's, that's awesome. That's what Maybe, I grew yeah. up doing. Next wow. year at Magfest, we could do another. Uh, we could do a, a live in-person game club and do a tabletop. Dude, that is yeah. an awesome idea. Let's do that it. That would be awesome. That is an I awesome got idea. Here, so I could bring all kinds of stuff. I you got that Metal have Gear a lot thing. Of games, yes. What's that Metal Gear thing you got? I have uh, Metal Gear Risk. Oh, that's cool. Which uh, yeah, is... that's not really a tabletop game. I mean, yeah, it is yeah, a tabletop I game. But... I was confused. They put in a whole like there's it's got a whole card game to it too. It's not just risk risk like you That's know awesome. like, the risk play. variants are amazing. Yeah. Risk is my favorite board game, so I'm with you there. I will All play right. risk. Nice. Good one. I like Dude, it. I'm looking forward to Magfest already. Not that I, <laughs> you know, wasn't before, but this is going to be cool. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we'll we got to write that idea down so we don't forget it and we can actually plan for it and everything. Sounds good. Whoa. Someone's yep. blowing up. <laughs> and went off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and uh, just in case we didn't, in the show notes, we're going to have links to the Frag Dolls website. And so head over there and you can follow uh, Saber on Twitter. It is, oh, I got it right here. Uh, scroll up. Uh, at Saber underscore FD on Twitter. And uh, so be sure to check out all the, uh, the cool uh, events and charity stuff they're going to be doing. And Saber, yeah, we really appreciate you coming on here. Thank you very much. Yeah, That's thank you. Had a blast. Best of luck next month too. Oh, thank you, thank you. Need it. Hey, do, you, do you travel a lot for for Fragdos? Like, are you all over? Yeah, we go to the major um, gaming events like the PAX conventions, PAX East, PAX Prime, and then the oh, big nice. Comic Cons in New York and San Diego. And then sometimes, usually E3, but sometimes um, I think in the past they've missed out on, on a couple. But for the most part, they're there at E3 as well. And then like some minor 
events, um, smaller ones, I should say. So, nice. a bit of traveling, yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Cool. All right. Well, we will be back in two weeks when we're talking about Sign Mora. Uh, please look forward to it. And we will see you then. This is Steve and Phil and Randy signing off. We'll see you then. Bye. See ya.